Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Compost Inc. Why is that not the name of someone's business? I don't know. Maybe That's it is. That's a good question. Maybe it is somewhere. That would be a really good name for your, like, we'll come pick up your compost business. Yeah. You know? Compost Inc. Compost there you go, Inc. listeners. You can have that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> Start your small business today yeah. with Squarespace. If you're in a small town and you don't have any sort of composting system, it's it's a good idea. If you're in a small town, you probably just compost it in your yard or something. Well, yeah, exactly. But then as you get more people, then you can grow. That's true. So start with friends and family and then keep going because it's very important. So start your local business with a new website from Squarespace today. (sighs) If only. We are not sponsored by Squarespace. No. So anyway. Welcome to the Feeny Call Season 2, Episode 15 Breaking up is really, really hard to do. Really, really. Which is an allusion to a song, right? Mm-hmm. By uh, Neil Sedaka. By Neil Sedaka. Title is based on a song recorded by Neil Sedaka. Um, and also, the famous line from this one, they want they you to, want take, you the to roles, take the roles, is also referenced in Girl Meets World, episode 2.4, Girl Meets Pluto. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm, it is. They do, they do, a, the, they like do the, the scene. They right? want you to take they the roles. They want you to take the roles. What a good, that and also uh, this episode is, um, I'm on an emotional roller coaster, which is another very mm. famous line from yeah. Boy Meets World. Yeah, what a, what a good delivery by... A, you know, like 13 year old actor right. playing a caricature of an old man. Uh, that scene, I love that fucking All the scene. old people in that scene are good. Yeah. The kids being old, so, so funny. funny. Them all like playing these caricatures of old people. Yes. Love it. They want you to take the rose. What? For these prices, they're lucky we don't take the silverware. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. And he starts just piling stuff in his sweater. And he just, I love how he, like, it's not even just the lines, it's the delivery, it's the mm-hmm. the mannerism of, like, the, the constantly look, stuffing Yeah, constantly stuffing shit, the... looking around, and then just looking up, what? Who? Uh, like, oh. <laughs> it's so funny. It's oh, great. I would have had such a hard time doing that scene without breaking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I wonder so if they did. Right. I wonder well, how many like times when they had Sean to do it. Sean walks up and he, like, leans over and squints, like, Corey! <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's All right. Useless. Recap it. It's your turn. It's oh an odd number right. episode. No. That is your turn. So Corey starts. Um, oh, Sean and Corey were both like, we're going to be single. And then Cor- Sean obviously is dating people. So he's like, you should find someone. So go date that girl over there. And it's Wendy, who he's already been on a date with. So he goes over and he's like, do you want to go to this party with me? Which is why they were finding dates in the first place. And she was like, sure. Does this mean you want to be an official couple? And he was like, I guess, just because, you know, he felt like he needed to get a date. So then she becomes obsessed with him. She follows him home. Um, she says they're going to get married, wants to try on the wedding dress. And then Time. Eric goes to the dresser. <laughs> Hairdresser, not the, just the dresser. The dresser. Right Eric goes to the dresser. Uh, yeah. I went into too much detail. You, I took too you much did. Time. You got too, too into the specifics. I got too into the specifics. Uh, speaking of specifics, at the beginning, Corey has an invitation to a dinner party, but it's couples only. And so that's why they end up being a couple. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. He doesn't just ask her on a date. He's like, do you want to go to this thing? And she says, it says couples only. And he's like, well, if we went together, we'd be like a couple. And that's how they get there. Yes. And then she says, 
Can I go tell all my friends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is strange. But she's like, you want to be a couple with me? With me. And it's the craziest thing that... And then she references it at the end and she's like, but you said you wanted to be a couple. And it's not just like you said you wanted to be my boyfriend or you said you wanted to... Right, even right. I would even accept like go steady. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's like you wanted to be a couple is right. such a strange way of phrasing weird... that you wanted to be in an exclusive relationship with yeah, somebody. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. It is. This is a. This episode is simultaneously very funny and upsetting. <laughs> like, yes, correct. Like there's a lot of very good comedy in this episode, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like oh, cringy things. Oh no. yes, yep. we we. It, I was on an emotional roller coaster with this episode because I really wanted to be enjoying it. Yes, but I like. It was like whiplash. Every other scene, I was like laughing, and then I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Because it's not just the A plot either. The B plot with yes, Eric is with also Eric cringy is so, and upsetting, upsetting and funny, and like I'm simultaneously laughing and being like, oh, this oh, is so no. gross and weird yeah. and sexual and yes. strange, and I hate it. The whole hairdresser thing and Jason being like, oh, yeah, man, it's just as good as going on a date. Nope. No. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. I know. And so, so uncomfortable. And here's the thing that I think the only reason that I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, go to the hairdresser, is because she's totally playing into it and taking advantage sure, of it. Sure. She's just getting money. Yeah. She's just getting money. <laughs> it's like, it's a side right. hustle for her. She's right. just like, oh, I can, you know, cut the hair of all these teenage boys while they, you know, gawk at me and whatever. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's just making she's bank a, yeah, on it. Of course. Um, if she were just an unsuspecting hairdresser, then I think it would be even more sure. cringy. But it's like, still really sexual, it's still and cring- really especially weird. the last scene at the end when he tries to yes. cut her off. That is like the, like, the dialogue really is word for word like bedroom breakup sex talk. <laughs> like, so it's, it yeah. is weird it's and cringy, but funny. And again, like I love this the scene where they're old. Is yes. one of my favorite scenes in this show of all yes. time. It's so funny, but then so I also moments. like really hate some of this shit that they say about Wendy, even though I yes. don't like Wendy. Like I'm, I'm on such a perplexed moment because I don't like Wendy. Wendy I don't like the just... actress. I don't like the character. I just don't like her. I, I understand Wendy. Like I, I as as just being a young female who dated. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where. I, I understand her character. She's way too aggressive. She's way too into it right out like yeah. right out the gate. But I understand her like, we're together now, we're gonna be together forever kind of mentality. Right. But yeah, it's just It shows some strong evidence of bad emotional relationships at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That clearly yep. she is neglected. And craves attention. Yeah. Um, so I, but like more to the point, I don't like the actor. Yeah. I don't care for that act. Like I don't like the way she plays Wendy. Everything she says sounds the same. Yeah. It's all just like, oh She's my gosh, it's wispy. all right here. Whisper. Yeah. Very wispy voice. Like. Yeah. Those weren't words, but that's what she sounds like. You know, like everything she says is just, just right in a there. Strange the sort same, of way. Same register. She never changes anything with her face. Like it's all weird. Mm-hmm. Don't like her don't care for her well and I was kind of like wow she just jumped into that super fast when he came over and said do you want to go to this thing with me but I have I mean we do have to remember that they have been on a date before but that whole thing in the time that we met Wendy before was basically the same shit because Corey asked her on a date and then there was like 
you don't even know me. You know, like that was the mm-hmm. whole bit. It was like, oh, we don't actually know each other. But then they did go out. Sure. And get then to they go on a date other. and they get to know each other. And then we don't see her again for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, for months. And so like now suddenly it's like, oh, we know each other's last names now. So like. So now we can do this thing now for real. Now we're in it. Now yeah. we're in the, the long haul. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a bit of a, a bit of a turn for Wendy as a character. I know that we haven't seen her very mm-hmm. much, but in the instance that we got with her previously, she was uncomfortable by getting what she considered to be too serious with him when she didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. But I guess in this episode, she indicates to us too that she knows everything about him. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm sure that on the date, obviously, well, date, I, it's a loose. I say that loosely because it was probably just them going to Chubby's and getting a burger when yeah. they were before. But when they, they probably sat down and had a good conversation since Corey was like, this isn't a date, it probably took a lot of the pressure off and they were probably able to talk a little bit. So, but then, but then we don't see her again. That's right. the crazy part is like if Negates this happened sequentially or if it happened even like two or three episodes apart, that'd right. be fine. It's been a this, while. It was, I think it was the second episode of the second season. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a good her. long time. I mean, at least that like, at least she's the same character because they, you know, yes, they correct. could have brought her back as someone else. And I'm like, this is Jamie. And you're like, no, that's not. Right. No. Well, this episode ignores some other shit that has been set up before and blows it out the window. I.e. Oh, wait. Damn it. That was in the last episode. What? There was something I was trying to... I thought it was in this one. It was in the election episode. Corey says something about a water slide, and Alan's like, you don't have a pool at your school. Oh. Yeah. That's in the election episode. I got it confused. But they... But they do have a pool. Because in the turnaround dance, they went to the pool. She jumps in the pool. Oh, yeah. You're right. So they were in their gym. She's like, a couple of the cool kids were standing around the pool. Yeah. This is retcon it into the last episode or whatever. I don't know. If you... Whatever. What do I we do with this? I can stick it in. I'll figure you don't it have out. To. You don't have to plug it in. You can keep it in this one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this was something I remembered, basically. I thought it was in this episode because I was thinking of things that, it's like... just a little housekeeping. They ignore. Housekeeping. I felt like someone said something that was also confusing about 7th grade or 8th grade. I got confused with the timeline again. But maybe I was just overthinking it because she says, what are you doing in the summer? And he's oh, like, yeah, well, let's see how spring, spring goes, goes first, which I guess is fine. It indicates to us that we're still like early in this semester, mm-hmm. you know, early in our second semester of mm-hmm. of seventh grade. Yeah. Um, and that's all that. What do you learn? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, when it comes to dating, you have to do what's right for you and your partner. Meaning that we see Sean take an approach to this entire episode that is, oh, dumper, get somebody new. All the girls want you now that you're in a couple, so you should go out with them instead. And like, you should jump ship after a certain amount of time. And when they eventually break up, Sean's like, great, you're back on the market. Let's do it. And Corey, who we know now, well, who we know in the future to be a serial monogamist, is not happy. Like, he's, he, while Wendy was not the right girl for him, he's still not going to just jump from girl to girl because that doesn't satisfy him. Mm-hmm. And while it might satisfy Sean, and while it might satisfy other people, that doesn't satisfy Corey. And Corey wants to be in a relationship. He wants to be intimate yeah. with a person, and he wants to have a commitment with someone. And there's nothing wrong with either approach as long as it's communicated effectively right. and it's handled effectively. Yeah. Because Sean, I mean, Sean probably is not the example of like being in a, he's, he's very reckless with girls' feelings, obviously, as we see in the future and whatnot. He learns a lot of 
bad lessons, but, but there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to date around as long as you and your partner have agreed upon, or if you don't have a partner, then you're just not, you can't be reckless with other people's feelings. Yeah. I think it's interesting that both of those could be considered selfish. Obviously, like Sean's mm-hmm. only looking after his interest in like, I don't care what happens to these other people. Mm-hmm. Corey's also only kind of looking after his own interest, though, in his efforts to stay with Wendy. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't want to hurt her, but it's more so that he doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah. He doesn't want to. You know. He doesn't uh, want to deal with. He doesn't want to process through. Right. If he hurts her, he has to take that burden right. on himself. It's like selfishly to protect himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're both both exuding selfishness in relationships, but through different avenues, I mm-hmm. guess, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that, with what you said about the lesson here and the idea being uh, just, you know, communication's key. Mm-hmm. Like, neither, they're not communicating. No. Wendy's just saying things and Corey's and just Corey's nodding like... along with it. And, and uh, then, you know, that's the joke, I guess, obviously. Yeah. But if we're, if we're to take a, uh, uh, something to be learned there, it's a matter of, like, when your partner says something about your future that you're not interested in, you should communicate that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should be on the same page and well, talk through those things. And not even something about the future that you don't agree with. It's mostly like when you're in a place when you want to go slowly in a relationship, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you have to make sure that your partner is also on board to go slowly. Sure. If you get into it and you're like, well, I don't want to like I'm marriage isn't in my future for a really, really long time. Like you've got to make sure that your partner is not like, I want to get married tomorrow because that's just, you're, you're again, you have to be, you have to be communicative with your partner and make sure that you guys are on the same page so that no one gets their feelings stomped on. That's a good point. For sure. That's really, (laughs) that's kind of it. It's a matter of just like, you got to talk to people. You know, you got to talk to your, got to talk to your partner there. And I think, in this particular episode you know we lean into it that's the bit like especially when he gets back from her dinner at her house or whatever and he's like the men don't talk much yep which again funny funny line funny delivery mm-hmm. but then I'm also kind of like ooh <laughs> making, yep. making a joke now about all the women in her family are yep. crazy yep and pushy yeah and it's the, the bit with Corey and Alan where they like run outside real quick and run back in kind of funny yeah a little bit it's great but then at the same time I'm like oh and I will say I think again being a young woman who was in relationships where I was like this is gonna last forever or just like any young girl I think being in that position it's one thing to think it and it's such it's such another thing to say that right. she's bold. She's so bold. She's, she's very like, bold. I love your wedding dress. I can't wait to try it on, or maybe I get to try it on yeah. someday. It's and one I'm thing to like, like doodle this all in your notebook yep. to your heart's content. Yeah. But she's bold. She's so bold. So it's definitely one thing to be young and have a crush and be like, this is gonna last forever. But the way that she handles it, she is she is too aggressive and yeah. and just gets swept up in the in the whole thing and and. I, Amy for the and Amy being again having been a young woman at first is very much like oh she's just playing house she's just having all these feelings and these yeah. emotions and whatever and then all of a sudden when the wedding dress things happen when the wedding dress thing happens she's like 
a, sw- a flip switched and she's like, oh, oh no, she's serious. She's yeah. really serious about this. Well, and I think it's kind of weird too. I, I, it flags me a little strangely that when Amy says like, oh, she's just a little girl playing house. I'm like, eh, your kids are 13. Yeah, they're like not it's, eight It's anymore. one thing if like- If Morgan did it, then it'd be like- Sure. Or like even if you had mm-hmm. like a daughter and her friend was over there and like they were talking about all of this together- mm-hmm like in reference to some boy they like that's even more amenable but this girl is in a relationship with Mm -hmm. your son to your knowledge and and going on all of this and like i don't know you know at that point it's it's pretty clear yep she's very forgiving i don't care for how it obviously separates the girls and the boys how amy's like it's fine and and yeah. Even Morgan's like, when you're my sister, do you want to, you know? Sure. That reaction board, tracks, but... at least, with Morgan. Mm-hmm. I wish they wouldn't have bothered with the Amy bit. I no. wish she would have been on board from the get-go. But, but then it wouldn't have been. It, it wouldn't have carried on as long as it did. Because if she was True. on board from the get-go, she would have been like, get out of my house. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. So we real, had to at least keep her in for a little there. while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, first time we see Morgan and Jason in a while. Yes. Both of them are back. Correct. Haven't seen either of them for a few episodes mm-hmm. now. Uh, Morgan only only get a little like fleeting glimpse of her here mm-hmm. during dinner and a couple lines. No, no Morgan Gold this time. Nope, unfortunately not. But Jason's back and it's fucking weird. <sighs> every time he is in an episode, it's I'm like, I really, don't like this. Every time Jason is there, you're like, oh, this is gonna get weird. This is gonna get strange. And I can't think of an episode in the future that he is in where I'm like, I love this episode or I love this moment. No, you're right. Every time Jason's there, it gets weird. Yep, it, always it gets, gets really weird. weird really fast. He either he either sexualizes their mom or <laughs> or like gets Eric into some or weird. Or yeah, thing. he encourages like, Eric to for some bad behavior. Yeah, it, get, it always gets weird. And this thing with the hairdresser is just fucking so weird. So weird. It's so so, weird. so strange. It's vaguely like softcore porno at the beginning. Right. Like, it's fucking weird. It feels like the bad setup for a, for a, a porn film. Yeah. Like, it is it is weird in every way. It is. And super, um, I don't know, not... Inappropriate because they're also, what, 16? And yeah. this hairdresser looks like she's probably in her 20s. She's probably late 20s or something. Yeah. But, like, it's also, it's fucking, it's inconsequential, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yes. Like, it has nothing to do with anything it's all just like and we'll use these characters and the b-plot here for for whatever fucking reason which is like also the feeny the feeny turner uh squash the the racquetball game feels very that's inconsequential and irrelevant but a good time oh yeah feeny's hysterical like that's a great bit so funny big fan love feeny hustling him super fun i love when he walks away oh i don't shoot pool either you know great jokes great bits inconsequential in every way Mm mm-hmm um, but but the the thing with Eric and and him is inconsequential and weird. Yes, you know, yeah. and just kind of cringy. Yeah, it's a strange B plot to roll down. Uh, I like I, this. I caught a moment it's when they're reading their poems in class, and Turner again just reads these things without right right without first. fucking asking without proofing. I was like, oh my god, because he was a, like, should I? Keep this, or should no, just I just forward it right to the guidance counselor? And I was like, "Well, you should have read it before you're reading <laughs> right, it now." Right, you so. should read them and then ask the students if it's okay if you share them with the class. Yep. Um, Unless this was something that he said, like, "Okay, finish these, then it's going to be read. We're going to read them out loud." But he still should have yeah, proofed no, them first. Yeah, shit, man. Like, you gotta 
Anyway, yeah, yeah. Sorry but, to interrupt. No, continue. it's okay. Uh, it's 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 funny because like while Sean's poem is ridiculous, mm-hmm. later you know in season five uh, he, turns he, he turns into a poet. Mm-hmm. He shows promise here. He understands the yeah, structure and rhymes. He's clearly a thirteen-year-old boy who lives in a trailer park, yeah. and he's writing what he knows yep. and like understands poetry. <laughs> so, like joking, ridiculous yeah. as it is, and obviously they didn't know where they were going with that mm-hmm. through line that would happen much later in, in his poetic stuff. But like, it's kind of funny right yeah. here in this moment. You're like, well, he clearly gets it. Well, and <laughs> I think just as a character, Sean doesn't take his assignment seriously. So of course. Like, he understands the concept of poetry and he understands his writing and everything, but mm-hmm. he's not going to take it seriously enough to write about anything in depth. Right. Much like he understood JFK so, and the Cuban Missile Crisis yes. and, uh, and and chose to roll with the joke instead. Yep. Uh, he's always going to be in it for the punchline. Right. Here's another grade. sign of Sean clearly being more intelligent than he is willing to let on in class. Uh, is willing to work for. Right. And also. to just go for the jokes mm-hmm. instead. Lazy. Yeah, there it is. But I just thought that was was a funny little moment. <sighs> what doesn't hold up? We've already kind of touched it, but yeah, I think kind of the polarizing of the genders when they're home. I think just some of the things that Sean says about Wendy and how he when when the girls approach Corey and mm-hmm. they're like, "Do you want to do the homework later?" and Sean's like, "Take advantage of that. Other girls are after you because you're in a couple." Yeah, I was like no no it kind of broke my heart a little bit because i was like i know that Corey is not that person sean is that person right Corey's not that person and whenever sean tries to make him into that person i'm like no because we're setting up for obviously him and topanga being like we've been together since we were three Mm -hmm. which is also a little bit weird for me because Corey's so like I don't see a future and she wants to get married and she wants to have kids and what what's going on Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden a season later he's like Topanga and I have been engaged since we were three (laughs) so there is a little bit of that that doesn't hold up plot wise but yeah I just it kind of breaks my heart whenever Sean is like do something slimy and I'm like Mm -hmm. no because Corey's not like that He's yeah. like the only time that he ever shows any sort of sliminess is two episodes and it's where the episodes where he kisses other girls, which is a big deal. <laughs> That's not something to just like brush off, but we'll cross that bridge when we get which to it. What are you talking about? Lauren and Lauren and uh, Missy Robinson. Oh, that's right. Missy Robinson. Yeah. But we, we kind of breeze over the Missy Robinson thing. It happens. And it does happen. Well, a lot of people don't think of it because Lauren is so significant well, and she's actually like a wedge in yeah, Corey and Topanga's and, and relationship. That, that holds itself over for several episodes. Mm-hmm. The Missy Robinson thing is contained yeah. to one episode. Mm-hmm. So one, and Topanga one, forgives him immediately right, on the spot. Right. We'll get to that one. I don't like it. Oh, she's too forgiving. I just, it makes my stomach drop. It makes my stomach drop when he does things and Topanga's just like, don't do it again. I'm like, I, mm, nah, honey, no, so. honey, baby. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get there. I think it's uh, the end of this episode is strange for me. Talking pre pre post credits thing, the bit with where where she breaks up with him. Yes, and he and says, he's... "I miss, I miss, I miss Wendy." Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, go to credits, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, that's fine," but like we're not doing anything with that later. No. Like, we we don't touch that. But that kind of... That was the moment where it solidified my lesson learned from this episode is that 
Corey doesn't want to be like Sean in that he doesn't want to just go on a bunch of dates with girls and just throw them away. He wants he wants to be in a committed relationship. He yeah. really does. And mm-hmm. it shows that he had, on some level, did really like Wendy. She wasn't just a date for this thing that he was excited to break up with and go see somebody else. He actually did have a level of feelings for her other than just, you're going to this one party with me. And so it shows a little bit of depth in him and his dating preferences as opposed to Sean who's like, let's bounce back. Here we go. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. I think, did we get that picnic episode with Sean soon or is that much later? I think that's next season. Is it? Because I think Corey and Topanga are dating at that point. So I guess that that would be the kind of the similar moment Mm -hmm. for Sean where he realizes realizes that that he he would like something more than a week. Yeah. But that's later. I mean, and Sean, it sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm like, and whatever. Never mind. I I won't go down that road, but... He gets married eventually. He does get married eventually. I'm not to Angela, which a lot of people are pissed about, but it's true. I feel like he married Maya's mom, right? He did. Yeah. I do love Angela. I I love her so much. I even posted on our Twitter. I was like, my uh, New Year's resolution is to get Trina McGee on the show. <laughs> 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 I wanted to, her to see it and like it, but she ha- either hasn't seen it or hasn't liked it. Um, you don't think we could get um. What's her name? Maitland Ward. Maitland Ward. <laughs> we don't have enough money for Maitland Ward, man. She is She's she worth, is rolling in it right she's now. She's worth a lot of money in the adult film industry. Mm-hmm. As long as she's happy, I guess. I'm sure she's thrilled. I I mean. Have you looked at her, her social money? media accounts before? I've, you, when I. Or when we dropped this, we talked about it, I guess. Yes. When it came up last. When, when we. When she. When said, I went through. When I did my rewatch last year, I went back through and last year, 2018, when I did my 2018 rewatch, Mm -hmm. I went back through and um, was like, I wonder what these characters are doing. So I looked up like Matthew Lawrence and and Maitland Ward and and that's when I just made the discovery. I was like, oh, she has a new career now. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I made the discovery and then everyone caught onto the train once she started getting bigger in 2019 Mm because it used to just be a whatever it's called, OnlyFans, is that what it's called? I don't know. Patreon, one of the Patreon, two where you can like sell nudes and sex oh. videos and whatever. Well, now she's wrapped. Now she's, yep. She's, yep. she's in it. She's got some Her, work. I don't know if, is it, is it, I guess it must be Twitter, right? Because Twitter, you can post anything. Twitter, you can post anything. Instagram, you, well, yeah. Instagram censors nudity. Mm-hmm. So then it's her Twitter feed is just like chock full of naked pictures. Of naked pictures. Um, yeah, when when it all came out, I was like, I don't know, look at your social media, see what it is. It's Sarah and I together. <laughs> like it was right like a bad car like... accident. We like kept scrolling and we're like, whoa. It is, it is like a bad car accident. <laughs> look because away. you're like, well, and it's so funny because you see, obviously you see people in a certain light when they're portrayed a certain way in yeah. the show. And so it's just like anything. You feel like you know them and then all of a sudden it's like this right. completely different side of them that you're... That gives them yeah. dimension as actual people instead of just actors no, in it's a gonna show. Be, and it's like it's gonna be weird when we get to, to season six mm-hmm. and start having her in episodes because that character is written 
often in very sexual situations oh, 100%. anyway. And they're in college and I don't care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me cringe there anymore. But <laughs> I don't think now it does it now. Does but now it know. is going to make me kind of cringy when they write her into sexual <laughs> situations. And I'm like, oh, that's her career now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like they make a lot of bits about her and like a short robe and like yep. naked she comes out shower in that. stuff and like she lingerie. Yeah, a little and lingerie. Her, little there's all, all kinds of like sexual things with her character and I'm like I wonder now you know like which we'll again we'll get to chicken and egg on that (laughs) that I have I'm glad as much as I love like I think Will Friedle and Ryder Strong are like attractive men very attractive they don't really sexualize either of them that much Mm. and the girls come the later seasons are sexualized specifically Rachel sexualized so much to a point where I'm just yeah. like it makes the seventh season almost unbearable to watch and they do sexualize the shit out of it I mean they sexualize um, Jack a lot too though. yes and that's why I appreciate the fact that they brought Jack in yeah and they he especially on, on about he gets in in five and it's fine but back. six and seven he is every He's like ripped right and then like in season seven it's like every time he enters is like cue a woo track it's kind and of like yeah try to find Taylor a reason Lautner. for his shirt to mm-hmm. be off kind of thing like which is the I, why i appreciate him as a character right at least finally we're gonna like gives, sexualize one of these guys yeah it gives us some balance because eric eric's character becomes more on like the dim-witted side instead of the like yeah it's funny there's a minute side. where he's gonna where there's a minute in college where it's like oh yeah we're eric's hot and we're attracted to him but then he like just gets kind of like overweight dumb. and yep. dumb <laughs> and sean becomes this like soulful artist yeah tortured soul kind of thing whereas rachel is we don't even know her major she's just there to be pretty right. and cause conflict right. between jack and right well Aaron. and rachel and jack like once once jack and sean resolve their shit rachel and jack just become the two sex yes. symbols of the show and it's it yeah there's just a a level that i'm like I appreciate that they brought Jack on, but there's a level of it where I'm just like, I just don't like Rachel in the show because she's... I like her as a person. Right. I just don't like her in the show because she's just there to be sexualized. Right. It's very frustrating, right. but... <coughs> welcome to television in the 90s. I guess so. I mean, that was like 2000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she came on in season five. Six. She came on right after... She's She six, doesn't... Yeah. So it'd be 98. She gets there when... They yeah, it's like the first episode of season six because they Sean kick moves. Sean out and mm-hmm. he moves into the dorm. Yep. He yeah. goes and lives with them when they're still in high school, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Because what a Chet, wild ride. That well, it's Sean when takes. Jack shows up and he's looking for a roommate, mm-hmm. and and Chet says Chet that be good wants for him to go live with him, and so it's the two of them and and Eric. And Eric. A while. We're gonna take a wild ride with Sean's character. Come like season four on. We start really going, going hard. Um. Anyway, that's season two, episode fifteen. Exactly. And then some. And then some. Oh, who's your MVP? Feeny. Mostly because we've got a little bit of like season one, episode eighteen happening, where I just don't. Everyone does something right and something wrong. Yeah. And so Feeny's the only one I who his plot is inconsequential. <laughs> He's just funny. He's just so funny the whole bit. time. It's a good time. So I think it, he made me laugh more than anyone else. Everyone else kind of made me cringe at parts. So I yeah. was happy with I'm that. I'm going to give it to Corey. Really? I am. Interesting. Because I think Corey does his best mm-hmm. throughout this whole episode with the tools he has. In that, That's fair. 
he he wants to go to this party and he I don't he, like he doesn't really like he doesn't lie to her he doesn't set it up as anything other than it is he's he looking he, yeah he like to be that, a couple for the party yes and, and she takes that. it and she's like, again no oh. communication she's right. like you want to be a couple for life and he's like no 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 right so like he doesn't really like lie to her there and then uh, you know, and then he tries to break up with her because he's like, oh, you're way more into this than I am. Uh-huh. And like, that's not, that's not cool. Yeah. So he tries to break up with her. Well, I mean, at first he's like, no, nah, I think I'm, I think this is fine and I'm decent. And then he tries yeah. to break up with her and that's also fine. Well, and, and Sean is the one, I mean, she does get a little too crazy and out of control, but Sean yeah. is again, the one who's like, no, you don't want to be in a serious relationship. Are you crazy? Like right. Sean again is the devil on his shoulder saying, get out of this now, even yeah. though Corey says that he's okay. Right. Yeah, so I think Corey just, like, he does his best. Mm-hmm. And then still, even by the end of this, he's like, I, you know, I I tried here. I don't really know what else I could have done. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Corey. He tried. <laughs> he tried. He tried. That's, A for like, his motto is, I tried. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it's a good one. Follow us, it's like us, one. subscribe to us, yes. wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and... Thanks for being here. Yeah. In the new year. New year, same Feeny. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. We won't see you ever. Well, we won't see you, but we will talk at you. You'll hear us next week. You'll hear us. (laughs) That's a weird thing to say, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Well, on that, (laughs) class dismissed.